You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. Hey, y'all. I'm Sam, and I'm excited to be back hosting for GCX 2022. Room blocks are still available at the beautiful Rose and Shingle Creek in Orlando, Florida. So book now with our discounted link and stay in the same space as the event so that the fun never has to end. Well, I mean, that really couldn't be more convenient. Go to gcxevent.com slash Rosen to learn more. Hello there, avid podcast listener. I know you enjoy the delicious sounds of Tim's voice in your ear holes during these podcasts, but have you considered taking some time to go check out his stream at fb.gg darkness429 lately? Have you thought about it? Let me explain why you should. Not only will you be able to join the cult community, but you will be able to enjoy staring at Tim's meat every time he shows it on stream because he just incessantly shows his meat. This deliciously smoked meat. It's it's incredible, and it's better to watch it live. So give him all your stars. fb.gg slash darkness429. Old-fashioned episode 22 of the Old-Fashioned Podcast. I am here. I got to do this because I did this with Tim and he kind of liked it, but he didn't. But I'm going to do it again. Live from the Rare Drop Studios in Tampa, Florida. <laughs> it's the Old-Fashioned Podcast. Mike is in the studio. He is in Florida visiting with his family. Uh, we had a fun weekend. We had a great weekend. Live we, and in person. We had a good time. Uh, he mainly came because yesterday... We went to Howl of Scream mm-hmm. at Bush Gardens, which we'll talk about more. Uh, we're going to talk about Star Wars Visions today, and we're going to talk about season two of Castlevania. So I can move on to season three because I've waited this entire time. You're going to have to refresh my memory for some of the Castlevania season two. I am going to have to refresh my own memory, but I have all of the episode descriptions up. Perfect. So we can kind of go through it. I know the general gist uh, of it, um, so we'll, we'll mess around. Um, but... Yeah, before we get started, um, this morning, I woke up with some delicious King's Coast coffee. Did you? I, I did as well. Two cups, in fact. <laughs> Yesterday when we were at Alice Scream, I told Tim, and I think he recorded it on he his did. phone. Yeah. He got one. Yeah. I said, you know what the real scary thing is? Not waking up with King's Coast coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine that intro and then immediately followed by chainsaws revving in the oh, background. Oh, that was the one he did. That it. was the one he got. Oh, and the chainsaw guy. The chainsaw guy saw Tim on his phone. And ran towards him because he thought he was taking a selfie. Immediate. And Tim, who's apparently immune to fear. Uh, yeah, we learned that. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't even flinch in any of. He was dancing in the vampire one he because was. of the club music. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So get that kingscoastcoffee.com. Uh, October first, there is a drop of cocoa coming. You heard it here. Don't say we didn't warn you. Also, the people online that are saying. This is the year I get cocoa. Where were you last year when it was available through the entire holiday season? I'm wait, wait. People are still complaining about not about not getting the cocoa. Yeah. Yep. Should I put my Steven cocoa gift back up again? <laughs> <laughs> Let's jump into it, Mike. Uh, what do you want to talk about first? You want to talk about Castlevania? You want to talk about Visions? You want to talk about Haunted House? Mm, visions. All right. 
fresh in your mind. You started it a few two days ago. Two and days you ago. finished it today. Mm. What'd you think? I loved it. All of them? I loved even so even um well hold on. So the, there's two episodes that were immediately made aware to me. And I agree <laughs> with you on those two episodes. Toby, I feel like I enjoyed probably slightly more than you That's did, maybe. Pronounce Toby Wan. Toby Wan, excuse me. Toby. Ha ha ha. ha I, ha. I think I enjoyed that one a little bit more than you did. I while I can appreciate the art, I didn't care for Tatooine Rhapsody. The art. Yeah. Oh no. Absolutely did not. Oh, you're talking about but Toby. Toby. Toby Wan. I didn't really I appreciate it because yeah, that is where it it looked like 90s morning right. kids cartoons. Uh so I can appreciate it. Didn't care for it. It was a cute story. Um, but I don't know, it just wasn't my cup of tea. I see why people would like it. Absolutely. Same thing with the other one. Ben loved the Tatooine Rhapsody, mm-hmm. but I just I could not get into that. Yeah, I don't know. And as far as big a music guys as we are, I just I couldn't I couldn't put those two worlds together. Yeah. And and have it just fit. The Tatooine Rhapsody one has a ton of voice actors in it, too. There's a ton of people in that episode. Like, I know Joseph Gordon-Levitt is on those credits. He uh, is? Yeah. I wow. think he's the main Jedi, former Jedi guy. Uh, let's see if I can look it up. Uh, Star Wars Visions. Do you know the reason? Because Tim asked me why I say things as I type them. It's actually to kill time, so there's no dead air. <laughs> oh, fair. That's why I say them. Okay. Uh, episode lists. Also let people know what you're searching, since audio. Yeah. Because you can't see anything. Maybe if you watch the blog. Tatooine Rhapsody. Ooh, Tatooine Rhapsody is only a 5.4 stars. Out of 10? Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Bobby Moynihan's in this one. Uh, Mark Thompson, who we just interviewed on Star Wars and Scotch and Broman podcast. He's the guy that does all Star Wars audiobooks. He's the guy. So I guess Bobby Moynihan and Joseph Gordon-Levitt would be the two big ones. That's still a big list. Yeah. Big as in big names. Oh, and Tamir Morrison played Boba Fett, obviously. Yeah, that one, again, I was told it was like super anime trope and like par for the course, but I just, I couldn't, I couldn't get into it. Believe it or not, the ninth Jedi, uh, according to IMDb, has the most stars. That was the one where the group that you thought was all Jedi. So they, did they use the, I think it was Ninth Jedi. They used the term Ronin again in that episode. Any chance that harkens back to episode one? The duel. Where it was Master Ronin? Uh, maybe. Same dude? Oh, I don't know. Maybe? See, the duel to me was the only, was one of the only ones, in my opinion, that would have to almost be in a splinter universe of Star Wars just because of how stylized it is. Hmm. Uh, it was so cool. I don't know if it, it was amazing. It was my favorite one. So I just don't know if it could fit, you know? It can still, and it can't. The whole thing had, like, ev- almost every episode was Sith, not Sith-centric, but heavy Sith. I believe, so there's no Sith in Lapanocho, but the Empire Correct. is there. Um, and then the Village Bride didn't have a Sith. That was the one where uh, 
the two people that's on the planet right. they with were the just yeah. yes they were just like uh that's right they weren't sith at the end right and tatooine rhapsody didn't have a sith either well, okay well but the just... duel did and then the twins were both so six of the six of the nine the twin so i like the story of the twins because they're they're like born from science and dark side magic combined mm-hmm. yes uh so that was fun ninth jedi that was the plot twist who the sith were um toby had the one at the end mm-hmm I see. Now I'm saying it wrong. Toby Wan. Toby Wan. Uh, the Elder was my favorite Sith out of all of them. Can we agree on just calling him Toby? Yeah, whatever. Cool. Uh, Lapinocho didn't have a Sith. It was the it was the Empire, and then Akakiri was literally the most Sith. Even though she had, uh, what, what's the name? I can't think of the name of that weapon now. Who and what? Her sister when she turned to the. Uh, that was the family. Family. They called it the family sword. No, so her, yeah, so that had a green right in it, but her sister's was red. Oh, the, the that was a, I can't, I can't, the, that was, um, what's that metal called? The name Star of Wars. That. It's, it's not a lightsaber, it's not, it's not considered mm-hmm. okay. It's, um, I keep wanting to say vibranium, but that's Marvel, so that's incorrect, okay. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's a, it's, um, it'll come to me, but Akakiri to me was the that one was fun because. They literally ended the the entire thing that you watched, and that one has a low rating too. I get why, because the animation in that one was a little janky. Was a little, yeah, but I liked the ending. I thought it was fun. What what killed it? The ending was great, and it was heavy. Yeah, and I think that's what did it in for me. Was as heavy as that ending was. There was no because of the art. It felt like there was just very little emotion. Felt rushed. Yeah, it was. It was just. I don't know. Yeah, they did. They packed a lot of progression in a very short time frame. You needed a you needed more backstory between the two of them to understand why he would do something like or that. Or to care as much. Yeah. Yeah. But the I don't know, the faces just didn't if I remember correctly, just didn't really feel like a lot of emotion was portrayed. It was the animation style. And it was the exactly. I feel like if they changed the artistic direction that they went, it would maybe add a little bit more but i enjoyed it i thought that was a really good episode i loved the elder uh, i was telling you while we were watching bad it. ass the eyes the way they did the eyes with bad that little old ass. man who i guess he's not a sith he's a dark so he left so we were debating this earlier he was a sith at one point but he didn't but like he got bored of the way the sith basically the power struggles yes he got bored of how they acted. Basically, like in my mind, he's like, "Okay, your childish games. I'm I'm over your childish games of just constantly trying to swindle each other." So he got bored of the Sith ways, but probably still, I, I think you could still consider him a Sith, not actively practicing Sith. But I was. mean, you have tons of dark side Force users in Star Wars. You've never seen Clone Wars. So you don't know about the Night Sisters. So I've seen. I started watching Clone Wars with Grayson, and when I say starting, I mean I would put it on and I fall asleep on the couch, <laughs> and then I would wake up and be like, "Oh, this is still on," because it's like fucking a year long. But I started watching it with him, and as it progressed, it just gets really dark. And I was like, "Man, I don't know." At the time, it was like three. It's like, ah, it's probably not a good idea. The the Night Sister stuff is actually terrifying for children. Okay, um, because there was uh, a point I stopped and I never picked it back up. So for me to watch it, I would have to start completely over. Yeah, that that's the planet that um, uh, Darth Maul is from. And all the males there are like basically in slavery and all the females rule the planet. Hmm. Um, and they train the males to fight and to, 
you know, but then they a have sport. They have a deal with the Sith that they can take males from them. You know, Fill so Dooku ranks. took Dooku is the one that finds Maul, mm-hmm. and then the Emperor ends up taking him as an apprentice um, after Dooku or before. God, my Star Wars timeline. Your timeline is going to be way more accurate than mine. No, it's after Dooku's after. Well, no, because Dooku's. So the Emperor, Emperor Palpatine, loves to. I ask you, Rob, Star Wars questions. Well, Maul is in one and Dooku's in two. But in Clone Wars, Dooku is the one that. Oh, no. You know what? Maul goes back to the the planet, which, man, my brain is off today. I can't even remember the name of the planet. That's bothering me, too. So. <laughs> about the time you get fried uh typing it in on my ipad dathomir thank you they're the witches of dathomir um how Duke far into the, back there how far into the series is that like season three um i'm in for that anyway they resurrect when they there's a part where they're fighting against someone i won't say who but they resurrect all the dead night sisters to fight for them so it's literally like zombies running around that's cool yeah, but Grayson probably wouldn't handle it too That's well. That's cool. <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm in. It's intense. Um, but yeah, they use the Force too, uh, but they're more like dark side mysticism. They wouldn't be considered Sith. But there's tons of that in the Galaxy. There's a few episodes. There's another one where you learn about another. I think that one was Rebels, where you learn about another race. They're almost like... Um, like uh, very Zen Eastern Asian okay. uh, culture modeled after that, but they don't. They call the Force something different. It's not called the Force. Uh, they did that. They did episode, that in the Bride episode too. Yeah. What do they call it? Machu or something? Ma- something a lot. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah, the Village Bride one. They called it um, something else. But I like when they do that in Star Wars because it shows you that it's not just our viewpoint of it. That there's a whole galaxy out there. Right. Um. You know, it kind of brings it down to earth as down to earth as a religion. The Chiss, the ones who are blue skin with the red eyes that Admiral Thrawn is a part of, um, they use the force to navigate their way because they live beyond the, the red line in the galaxy. It's called the chaos. And like no one knows what's out there. They use the force to navigate. And I, they're also called. You ready for this? You know what they're called? Skywalkers. <laughs> Gee. <laughs> well skywalkers a made up last name anyway so okay um I, as we talk about chaos we were watching the new animated he-man series not the new series the the netflix one there's there's two netflix you have the re, the kevin smith one that came out and then i guess this one came out shortly after the original kevin or the the one that kevin smith just released and it's skeletor and the chaos that one sucked yeah so far, it seems like a bastardization of my childhood. Yeah, hard. We were like, "Where the hell is Skeletor?" And then it ended up being that one guy. And maybe I'm misremembering, but I could have sworn Skeletor was a demon. I thought he was supposed to be a demon. Google it. <clears throat> I mean, he did jump into that pit and then came out on the other side, so that could technically be true. Yeah, in some way, shape, or form. Like I said, maybe I'm. I don't know. Maybe we don't know the lore, like the actual lore behind it. Could be what's canon in that. But I always <laughs> just thought he was a demon. I uh, yeah, I mean, for kids it's cool. You got to watch the one. Um, I think it's called the Dragon Prince. Uh, so yes, you were telling me about that, and Grayson was telling um, your uh, Hunter about it, and so now they both want to watch 
Hunter started He-Man. watching it. It's this one. Oh, it's a book. That's where it comes from. That makes sense. Oh. Um, but it's really good. It's elves and humans and also I should stop start assuming that everything good came from a book at some point or a comic or something. We you know what we didn't do. We didn't watch Harry Potter like you wanted to. We have tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and most of the day, right? How mad are you that we couldn't so segueing to our Halloween little festivities? Um according to fandom. Uh-huh. On Skeletor. Skeletor is described by the sorceress of Castle Grayskull as a demon from another dimension. There you go. He's a Yes. So not Adam's brother. Uh like unless he became possessed through the chaos and and the demon possesses, but this show depicts him as fault like he was always bad. Just so. so you know, three seasons of Dragon Prince, 8.4 on IMDb, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, 91% Google users liked it. Oh, I do not trust Rotten Tomatoes, and I never will again in my life. But IMDb and Google. Those I will put more faith in, So for sure. I only tout Rotten Tomatoes because that was the only ammo I had when you guys were like, animated series Batman. So, well, you weren't. The other three were. I'm on board Sucks for the animated series. That Rob, Wayne, and Pete were like, oh, Joker's the best. Because I know they just try and do it to piss me off. But uh, <laughs> stirring the pot. like it is a 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. Now, ever since Dave Chappelle's uh, Sticks and Stones came out, I'm like, you guys are fucking trash. Oh, the review bomb garbage? Tra- no, the, the, the user review was were through the roof. Rotten Tomatoes bombed it. Oh, that was they the media bomb. Out, yeah, 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 they yeah. came out and said, it's bad, it's bad. Horse shit. One yeah. of the best stand-ups. That was amazing. Yeah, no, that was a good one. Yeah, I remember that. That was, that was. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they're manipulating their scores. I just, I don't trust you at all. Well, I, I watched like half of the first season with Hunter and loved it, so. I have to watch that. Audience score, so it's 100%. With an audience score of 93 on oh, Rock. Okay. That's close enough. That's close enough where I, I would. So check that one gives out. Gives a little bit more validity. Check that one out. So Halloween stuff. Originally, the plan was for Mike to come down. We were going to go to Universal Studios and do Halloween Horror Nights. Full disclosure, I live about an hour from Universal Studios. So getting there in the evening and getting back was a pain in the ass. So we decided to move it to Bush Gardens and do Hollow Scream, which is like if you're a TikTok person, it's the in the ghetto version of, of <laughs> Halloween Horror Nights. Still a lot of fun, but but the ghetto version. Um, but seeing Halloween Horror Nights on TikTok, how did you feel that we couldn't see the Death Eaters at Hogwarts? <laughs> so I'm I'm the Death Eaters come out two times every night of Halloween Horror Nights if you're in Hogwarts and they walk around it's a whole show and they right. mess with people and there's lights and fireworks and stuff so if you're asking me how awesome that would be to witness I'm saying that would be pretty, pretty fucking incredible so pretty our, incredible our plan next year is to go and stay there so the yeah. wives and children are there not coming to Halloween Horror Nights but the way we did it this year though mm-hmm. still fun oh yeah still so- fun and and you didn't know this. I didn't know that that this was Ben's first like haunted house. I didn't know until I woke up this morning and and I got the text message from Ben. Thanks. I've never done anything like that. That was a lot of fun. So this is kind of a really good way to dip your toes into it. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
because if you don't know, Halloween Horror Nights is is Hollywood level production horror um, uh, haunted house, if you will. The universal experience. Yeah, that one is Hollywood level. Uh, Howl Scream, you know, your your local one. Still great. Not going to be what they do at Universal Studios. Universal Studios uses movie quality props, costumes, everything to scare the bejesus out of you. So I think Ben and I probably would have, and then I would have had to drive home like that. <laughs> the adrenaline dump would have been like the crash was, was going to be hard. Yeah. Yeah. It Especially was. coupled with drinking. Like yeah, the crash would have been hard. We, we definitely would have just stayed. That's the way to do it. We have, uh, if you watch the next episode of the rare job vlog, you will have a good chunk. Max is going to edit it. But a good chunk of it is Tim was the last one in. So Mike went first in the first haunted house we went in. The Witch of the Woods, if you're familiar with it. Mike went in first. Uh, I went in second. And then Ben and then Tim held the camera in the back, which we had no idea. He wasn't going to flinch the whole entire time. He essentially uh, got Ben freaking out in his first haunted house. And we didn't even know it the, the entire time. It was awesome. And of the night that was the best haunted house yeah of the whole night yeah it was it, it from, was the best one it was downhill from there not in a bad way just as far as quality you know, and everything quality went down a little bit the jump scares were like fewer and further well i take that back the the blade themed house the vampire a, one that had a lot of good corners and jump scares in it but you're so desensitized at that point well the advantage we had in witch of the woods is there was no one behind us and no one in front of us correct in the vampire one Packed. you you and ben had a sorority behind you and tim and i had uh the i don't know what billy you call joe them, and late and 20s fucking the lady I, fell down one time because she got so scared I, the people directly in front of you i looked and i was like for the for fuck's sake, if you'd stop trying to screw her in the middle of the haunted house, dude. Oh, we'd be good. Dude was like hugging her. Like for legitimately his arms were like under her armpits. And the whole time his waist was glued to her backside. Yeah, like chill. I was like, dude, A, we still live in in pandemic America. Like you're you're like they're not going to come near you. They're not going to come near you. Which you they to, didn't. They didn't. Nobody did. B, what were you worried about? And can we give them credit? Like, they managed to find plenty of new ways that I had never seen in haunted houses to scare us without coming up in our face. Whatever blocks they were using, they were so spoiler, loud. I don't know, if you plan on going between now and then, I don't know. They use blocks or something. It sounds like a damn... The loudest cap gun I've ever heard in my life. It's so loud. But it is right next to you, and it's so unexpected. And then you can hear it a lot from the other side of the house and people screaming when it goes off. Yep. So that enhances the experience. And it's right there. The, the, in, the, in the zombie cell block one, the cop yep. got me with his fake taser. Bzz. He reached out, and it lights up when he reaches out, and it makes the <laughs> noise. And I jumped back. I was like, whoa. So you can tell they started, I don't Maybe this is their first year or not, but the budget. None of them did it last year. Okay. Universal, so nobody did it last year. They're starting to step, or I would imagine, because they have a couple areas where there's these props that go kind of above and beyond. The taser being one of them, but the sparking sticks as you're going through Apocalypse. Oh, yeah. Fear Zone. Yep. Which. 
Some of that. It's too, a shame we did that so early. Yeah, we went into one that looked like Borderlands too. Basically, it's the best it way to score exactly Mad Max. Like uh, and it was it was still light out, and we should have we didn't know any better, but we, no. we should have waited till nighttime. If we lucked out going through which is which is woods, which of the woods, which of the woods. Um, I think dark that would have been cool, but I'm glad we went there first because it really was the best. Yeah. Um. Yeah, moving forward, the fear zone I think would have been a little bit cooler. Probably still not. I we wouldn't have been any more scared, but what whatever was sparking, like every one of them had some device. A lot of it was that, some of it was just like one girl had a shovel. Yeah, I saw and that. And she just dragged it really fast and looked at you. Right. Uh, but some of them had like sticks that they were rubbing together. And it looks like somewhere on the aluminum oil cans. I watched one guy do it. I don't know if it was a knife. It was something he just scraped on it and like stared at me oh, while he did it. Shoot. So they were finding surfaces to do it on. Uh, but it was that was cool. And then um, the in the zombie one, some of the props they had in there were like 10. I would say the props in that one and the props in the vampire one were the best props. Yeah. Which is the woods was just super dark. And they had they had tons of good angles to get you in that one. The props in the vampire one was probably my. I mean, you had like bodies dressed in just straight leather being ch in a cage over a bed, being shaking. stretched out and shaking and like, screaming. Yeah, you could hear them like crazy. The, crazy. The, the best prop in the vampire one was the the portraits that you that didn't was... know opened up and they jump out of the portraits yep. at you. Not jump out, but shove their and face out. every time you were checking. Oh, I was looking at every picture after that first one. At, yep. So now every picture is a potential threat. And it's like, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, they just build it up, build it up, build it up. They, um, I, and again, I've never been to Halloween Horror Nights, but judging from what I've seen, what I've heard, my wife has been, uh, and she'll never go back. Um, there's more scare zones at Universal Studios. Like the safety zones are very small. Uh, and apparently they yell to you in the safety zones, according to my wife. Uh, but at at Bush Gardens, they mark where the like the next part you walk into is going to be themed like this, and they're gonna you know, you know, you know, there's an entrance and an exit, which I think is smart because a lot of people probably need a break like yeah. Ben did. <laughs> yeah, you know when you're walking into a you know like a, an area of the park that's not a haunted house, but it is like hey, we're there are actors here. Yeah, this is a fear zone. You know, there's no. The music is completely different. The atmosphere, it's dark. There's fog everywhere. The, gr the well, lights even are the, green or orange. Even the voodoo section, when we walked back when we, we were leaving, was way better in the dark. Oh, yeah. 100%. I Because there was that there was a one actor that was like very low to the ground <laughs> and crawling. crawling like exorcism crawling. And if she popped out of the bushes when it was dark and you couldn't see her ahead of time, that would have been amazing. Yeah, she was parked by the wicker man so you could so, see her the whole time. Oh, so good. And the people walking around on stilts with the big executioner's axes. Oh, the cemetery and, and stuff. Oh, so good. The pirate one was fun. They didn't scare me. No, that was fun. But they were fun. The one guy was hiding in the woods, but we knew he was there. Yeah. <laughs> kind of ruined it. <laughs> that one was good. Uh, the toys got us. Not the toys. The, the children. The children one. So there's a little there's a little kids area. Bastards. Where it's like, ah, it's just bunny mask and the bunny girl got me good. And they played into that one hard, too. And the music, again, the whole time you're you're walking through, it's like little kids laughing, being blasted through the speakers. Yep. Yep, like that's where we left Jack that one. Jack in the Box cranks, 
And then Ben heard a roller coaster. <laughs> he was so on edge by that point. But that was good. Speaking of the roller coasters, that was probably the best part of the whole experience for me was that we got to go on three roller coasters, no line, front seat, every single one. We waited no more than five minutes. I think the that might even be longer than we waited. The, the, the and we were time. front of roller coaster every single time. I think on two of them, we were the only ones on it. It was awesome. Uh so the only the only thing that sucked was Shikro was closed, so we couldn't do Shikro with the 90, 90 degree drop. That would have been fun. Would have been awesome. Uh, but but that if you live in Tampa or you live in um, <clears throat> Orlando, consider that when you're planning this. That you super can, affordable. Right. It was only forty bucks to go to the the Bush Gardens one. Super affordable. Uh, we were there for two and a half hours. We felt like we got our money's worth. We did four hundred houses because a few were closed, mm-hmm. and we did three roller coasters. And there's events. We didn't do like the live. There's like live shows, too. Oh, you guys thought. So for those that don't know, I hate clowns with a fiery passion. And one that one got me at the entrance. I wish I wish I was recording for that. Uh, Yeah. So he was on stilts and he was laughing. And I have a few tactics to try and get the actors not to mess with me. One is I'll do what they're doing back to them. Two, I'll say hello if I know they're around a corner. So hello there. So they know like ah, he knows I'll wait for the next person. But this clown, I laughed back at the clown and I thought I was like, I had him in the clear and I walked by him and he took his little tootie horn thing. That's really loud. It's a it's like a damn megaphone. Put it right next to my head and, went, hur, hur, and I jumped 16 feet in the air and turned around with my fist cocked. <laughs> Whoa, testy one. Like we were about to throw hands. <laughs> and he laughed at you. Oh, he laughed everyone around because that was right at the entrance. Everyone laughed. You do like, though, every time I get scared, my oh, fists go so like, let's, good, let's do this. So good. And then uh, at the end of the, the residence one, they got me so good because the girl peeked oh, around the corner. That was the leather, the Resident Evil one. The Res- one with the house that was like yes. leather face and stuff. Yes. The girl peeked around the corner with the red face paint on and and said boo. oh at the exit yes because yes. i thought we were done yes and she peeked around the corner and went boo to me and i went ah oh. and then i turned and another one was right there and then behind her the chainsaw he guy comes chainsaw. running around again <laughs> right in front and of you and it was just triple away i was like ah, ah, ah. <laughs> and just as you think you've reached safety yes you you're out you're done there's lights everywhere yep you think like okay we're good there's nothing here Yep, and you're Joke's walking out with you. a bunch of people, and they they just they get you good. So, um, it was uh, it was pretty funny. So overall, I mean, I would 100% do Hollow Scream again, but yeah. I do now feel like I need to experience Hollywood Horror Nights to overall. You could step it up, right? And, you feel and, like you could step it up. I mean, I'll probably be petrified and and not be able to because they do have a carnival at that one. I'm so down. The face of that one is a clown. Um, so, well, we do. We have to like plan a night. I I was sad because a few years back, I think it was 2018. I really wanted to go to that because they did the upside down for Stranger Things, mm. and that's my speed. Like I love that. That would have been a ton of fun. Um, I'm not into like gore and stuff. That's not my type of horror. That's why the zombie one. I was like, I mean, they did a good job with the toilet, but I was like, I find those movies. Like old slasher movies. Like that's fun. That's just fun. Like seventies Michael Myers and stuff yeah, like that's that. That's fun. That's different. I that's enjoy classic. stuff like that. It's classic. Um Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's it's like, okay. You know what I mean? I really want to describe that movie as fun. But <laughs> like that's that's like kind of my speed. Like I'm there. Like that's 
I enjoy that, those movies. Um, Stranger Things, yes. Cirque Clowns, like, I really did enjoy it, chapter one and two. I think they did it a few years ago. I bet. Uh, I can't. I guess I don't really think there's anything that they do that they could actually do they did, that would years ago they did killer clowns from outer space. Perfect. That one I would have enjoyed. I can't yeah, I don't really know anything that they could accurately replicate. Not accurately, but anything that they could try to portray. Yeah. Or a theme that would really be like, nah, because really where I don't go cinema wise is just super supernatural shit just doesn't jive with me they do that at halloween horror night sometimes right but but ha- like i can't think of a way that they would be able to i don't think they'd it. ever go too far because they do need to keep it like 17 right they, people bring their kids to halloween horror nights okay i would not do that i would never in a million years no uh, my son would have mental no. problems for the rest of his life well you know what he ends up as <laughs> serial killer he ends up as a 35 year old goth kid just cannot let it go <laughs> Just can't let it go. Look, I'm not judging anybody. If you want to dress up and have a good time, go for it. In your nightmare before Christmas pajamas, have have at it. That's your that's your life choice. Uh, yeah, that's your and that's fine. I've no like. I'm not saying I don't. You know, your life, you do you. Because they look at me during Christmas time with my Santa hat on. Like, look at this guy. During Christmas time, you don't dress like Fat Man. All year round. Okay. <laughs> These people live this lifestyle every day of the week. You, I assume, go to work regularly. Do you fucking wear your sweet skull rings and your, your, the shit to work? Like, come on. Some, somebody does. They say so they do. I mean, uh, what if you work at Hot Topic? Hard just. Okay. <laughs> That's the acceptable. There and Spencer's. I'll give it to you. Spencer's. You can dress like that at, like as an acceptable. You could do it if you work at a call center or it's something. It's like an too. advertiser. Okay. But fuck's sake. I am. I if, can think if, of a number you, of jobs where it's acceptable. If you walk out of your house dressed like, like some of the people we saw, <laughs> just imagine trying to piece together a goth kit. In middle school, not really knowing what you're doing, that's what we saw. And they're grown-ass people. <laughs> Grown. Don't you think someone would come back at you and be like, you like video games? Could, but I don't wear video games to work. No, you don't. If you see me on the street, you're like, yo, that dude definitely gets down eight hours or more a day in, in a video game. You'd never know. You'd never know. It's true. You know what I'm saying? You do not strike me as a gamer, so that's fair. Perfect. I don't strike a lot of people like a lot of shit I do, which <laughs> is exactly how I want it. <laughs> to a T. To the T. Dress like a homeless person when I'm not. It's on purpose. It's by design. I want to know if Ben can survive, because Mike's from Pennsylvania, if you don't know that. Could Ben survive Eastern State Penitentiary? No, I don't think so. Why, why is it scarier than what we saw last night? Uh, the whole atmosphere. Because it's actually haunted. Exactly. We can start there. The I, I, It's not that bad. Like I, like, I think you could go through and you'd be all right. Um, It's it's constantly in your face. At least when I went. Because you just walked the one cell block and it's You're just, going in and, and that's it. We have other, like, we got Penhurst. You got other places, too. 
the place on Long Island you were talking about. Schmidt's Farm. Now, that's professional haunted house goer yeah i mean they, they hire a whole team to come like, in and do that i don't even know if i could make it to the 13th floor in that oh that's the new york city one yeah okay that's the one i meant. where the one floor is pitch black is cropsy's place uh, uh, a haunted house i don't know that hospital he was doing his thing i don't know there's a few in manhattan that are like absolutely horrifying there's a bunch of places in new york in new york state that are just fucking absolutely haunted and scary as fuck. Oh, New York. The Long backstories. Island, Long Island in and of itself. I, I forget the statistic. Something along the lines of it's like the most haunted place in the world. I believe per it. Per square foot or something. I can't remember. I believe it. It's, something there's along. a lot of shit that happened out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, Wayne used to live in, in a poltergeist house on Long Island. Yeah. He's got stories. And then uh, uh, you have the um, uh, Sweet Hollow Road. That's the one where the ghost pushes your car because all the kids died in the school bus accident. I'm good. Uh, you also have it's not Sweet Hollow Road, but it's in that area. I can't remember where it is, but there's the cop that pulls you over on the bike and like people have sworn up and down this happens. And then when he turns around and walks away, the whole back of his head is blown out on a bike. Yep. Bicycle. No. Motorcycle. Yes. So this is a fairly new haunting. Uh, 70s. That's newer, right? Yeah. And then uh, you have the legend of Lake Ronkonkoma, where because, I've never heard this because of what the white man did to the Native Americans. Uh, it is it is like I forget how many deaths occur there a year, but it's like really unnatural. And people people say that when people drown there, it's not natural. Like they're dragged to the bottom. Of Wait, the it's lake. in a lake. It's, it's a lake on Long Island. Oh, my God. And people drown. A bunch of people drown there every year. And people say it is not normal. Like, I can't swim. It is like being dragged people to the who have survived lake. it no people that have witnessed people drowning in the lake so they just go under and that's it like almost like they're struggling to get back up well i mean that's everyone drowning yeah but <laughs> pulling down like help 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 fuck being no dragged way. like swimming fine and all of a sudden like whoop really yep you have that. How far, where, where where is this place located? I don't know. Never plan on visiting Lake the Rock, body of water, but uh, it's like probably what 15, 20 minutes from Kings Coast. Really? Yeah. It's right there. Everything's right there. It's Long Island. That's fair. You have Hangman's okay. Tree, where uh, I believe it was either I think it's the Revolutionary War. The British used to hang uh, Americans. Uh, that was down the block from my buddy Dave's house. Like on the beach, he showed me the tree. What do you see people hanging in the tree? Uh, people come by and sometimes at like, I forget, sometime at night, they'll see people hanging from the tree. Is it part of a historical park or no? No. Oh, it's not protected. But yeah, Long Island's mega haunted. We have uh, Valley Forge battleground battlegrounds. What happens there? Apparently, people have reported seeing Civil War reenactments and they thought it was a fucking reenactment. Revolutionary War. Re Wait, am I thinking Revolutionary War? Valley Forge was Revolutionary. Yes. That was George Washington's. Yes, I'm sorry. Yes. So, um, like they see the battle happening again? Yes, yes. Oh, that's wild. They'll see and they'll think it's a reenactment. Yes. Oh, that's that's and it's actually not. That's okay. Uh Have you ever seen anything? No. No, and I've been there a bunch. I did the Sweet Hollow Road thing. So the whole thing with that is, and I the car did get yeah, pushed. Yeah, I'm an idiot. Revolutionary War. Uh, the whole thing is, is the car moves, and if you get out, and it's like 
misty condensation on the back of the car, you should see handprints pushing the car out of the way. Nope. Nope. Uh, oh, we have Mount Misery called... too, where there's like cults do like devil worship sacrifice stuff. We have Has that, that ever well. been confirmed? Yes, because my buddy saw a bunch of guys in hoods out in the woods, not white hoods, black ones, uh, out in the woods uh, around a bonfire, and they they like got lost in that area, and they turned around and they started walking towards my buddies in the car, and they threw it in reverse and never looked back. No. And you'll you'll find you'll go out there, you'll find like animals gutted and stuff like that, just laying in the woods, but like cut open, not like a beast, like human, and like put on sticks and you know you know what i'm talking about yeah no i'm yeah i'm good on that like that type of stuff so they do that a lot upstate too you find places upstate <clears throat> there's two other places and there's uh devil's den i've heard of devil's den and little that? round top are supposedly also nice i've never heard of something haunted. in tampa being haunted well, Ever. it's scary enough just to be alive. Just Florida, man. So. It's absolutely terrifying. <laughs> Freaking Florida, man. <laughs> so maybe next year we'll, we'll do some of that stuff. We do. Mike and I are, and I'd like to get some guests on for this. The next four episodes, I am going to pick eight episodes of Twilight Zone. Mike is going to watch them for the mm -hmm. first time. Mm -hmm. For the first time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and we're going to kind of dissect them. I'd love to bring some guests on to do this. So Tim and Benno offered... Uh, maybe we'll get some other friends to join us and just go through because I do an annual watch through starting September 1st of Twilight Zone. Uh, it's 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 about as Halloween as I like to get. I do like old 50s, 40s horror, too, like Nosferatu, okay. Creature from the Black Lagoon, uh, the old Frankenstein. The classic classics. Black and whites. That's my that's my jam. Uh, but this year we'll do Twilight Zone. Um and I'll pick eight episodes. I'll pick. I think I'm gonna pick eight like classic ones that everyone has seen. Okay. Um. And and get your take on them and whatnot. So we're gonna do that uh, going to Halloween. Let's talk about Castlevania though. Speaking of Halloween <clears throat> and vampires. Season, yeah. Um. Season two, which was the first full length season because the first one's really short. Um. We get to meet Alucard in season two. We get to meet the Vampire Council who uh godbrand is by far and away my favorite hmm. <laughs> uh played by uh what's his name stormguard peter stormguard is that his name mm, season two and then we have carmilla uh hector and isaac which hector and isaac are yeah. the most interesting part of the season peter stormguard you're right yes thank you yeah that's when you meet his um familiars yes and they're forge masters right too they're yes they're creepy as shit yeah both of them but they have really cool backstories yes but cr like isaac's so is better the the guy who comes from the i don't know what the part of the world it is the desert one the one dracula loves yes. more than anyone else he likes more yes ends up well all right i'm not gonna spoil that i mean it's season two you can spoil it okay fair dracula dies at the end of the season Yes, and the one betrays what's Hector his name? Car sides with Carmilla, but then yes. like almost immediately regrets it. Yeah. I also Hard. love Hector's pug. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a cute little <laughs> hilarious add-on. Um but um so the Forge Masters are the one that technically make the undead come back and serve Dracula. the Vampire Council. Yes. 
So uh, that was the one thing I was trying to figure out. How does the hierarchy work? Dracula's the head of the vampire council, and then each of these vampires come from different parts of the world. That's the that's my assumption, which is pretty in line with every other vampire story. Every other vampire story, like that's how Blade worked. Yes. Um, and they, I, I think they did a really good job of representing different cultures with the vampire council too. So if they're all from Dracula, Dracula's like. The, the first, right? Right. Assumed, right? That's what I would assume. But if he... I thought, you know, you cut the head off the snake type deal. Maybe that's not how it works in Castlevania. It must not. Because if you kill the original... Carmela's still alive at the end. Right. And, I mean, even though Alucard's... It's, he's he, half. He's half. He's still there. I mean, you'd assume he's dead, right? But he's not. That whole scene with him and his dad in his room was pretty heavy uh or he's remembering impact to being a child and running through the hallways of his castle and um they really they do a phenomenal job of taking dracula who's traditionally a bad guy in every form of media and giving him i don't want to say humanizing <laughs> him because that's part of the whole point of him is he's not human uh but i guess giving him an emotion and, and, and a soul and and turning the turning the coin almost so you can see the other side of things that There's, he's not this monster he has a purpose well yeah well at least the point of season one and season two yeah because season two is just revenge for what everyone's done to him and he doesn't even want to do it season two gets really dark and then by the end you can tell he completely re regrets it right but at the same time she so he kind of says like he's gonna go be with his wife yeah but he's can can vampires do that in the afterlife? Because I thought the whole point was like you if, live forever because you if, don't get an afterlife. Right, if you're the summoner of hell beasts, um, well, unless she's in hell too, that would be my guess. Right? Um, is that something I'm going to find out later in the show? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because I'm going to start season three like this week because I love this show. Now it's way better than you thought, right? Well, I, I, you told me to watch the first season years ago, and I did. And I was like, I really like this. If this is anime, I could watch more of this. They did a Netflix did a solid, solid job on this. Right. And we're getting So the season four, I heard it doesn't really wind up the story, but it does end in a place that's acceptable yeah. for the show to it's end. It's not a bad place to This stop. story is over. We are getting more Castlevania, but this story is over because the writer couldn't keep his hands to himself. Um, so this story is over. Allegedly, but, allegedly, allegedly, but well, no, he admitted it. Did he admit it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but the next season or the next series in Castlevania is the French Revolution, um, That's which apparently sweet. is a time period that they've never explored in the games. Correct us if we're wrong on Twitter, old fashioned pod. Um, but apparently they've never explored this. So this will be a new story for the Belmont family. You know what? That's the appropriate direction to go. I agree. Uh, 100, uh, whatever it is, whatever. But go in, a, go in an area that's been untapped by the games, by anything else, because then you have a lot more freedom. Yeah. Did you like, um, do you know, you know who Trevor is, right? The voice of Trevor. You know who else that it, he plays? I've, who? I've, I've looked it up. I know. It's Richard Armitage is his name. He's Thor and Oakenshield in the Hobbit movies. Okay. And he's Robin Hood in the old, um, 
I'm sorry, he's the sheriff of Nottingham in the old BBC Robin Hood series. Okay. Uh, that's where I know him from anyway. But he does a lot of voice acting, I found out after this. So he's in a lot of other stuff. Good. He's great. Uh, yeah, no, he did He did a phenomenal job. Uh, Trevor's, Trevor's character is fun because he is the least enthusiastic About what vampire he's doing. hunter. Yes. He just does it because it's his, it's his heritage. Uh, so begrudgingly. Yeah, it's, but it's so good the way it plays into the story. Yeah. And then he's like, has, he's like I have to work with Alucard, <laughs> who's, you know. <laughs> and then he can't stand Sifa either because she's a, a speaker. Is that what they're calling? So Trevor? Sifa, the girl. Yes, but you're she, saying Trevor hates her? He can't stand her from okay. my from what I... Oh, okay. Oh, got a very interesting <laughs> journey ahead of me. Yes, you do. I was told that season three is a dip and season four is like a whoop. So, okay, so I haven't touched season four. Okay. I haven't... I'm I'm going into season four with you. All right, that sounds good. So the the wrap up and the good ending I know from other people that sure. are trustworthy. Sure, 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 sure. So I I will hit season four with you at the same time, and I will. I'm supposed to rewatch season two, but I didn't get did not get a chance to. I will be rewatching season three. Yeah, are we gonna finish this before we do same time? Okay, we do these at the same time as... as uh, yeah, the okay. next episode will cool. be the two episodes of Twilight Zone and Season 3 of Castlevania. Perfect. Because you can blow that out in a week. They're not long. Twilight Zone is not even not a problem. They're like 20 minutes each. Yeah, I just have to make sure I set aside time for Castlevania. Yes, yes. Oh, because you're going to rewatch 3 and then yes. watch 4. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I'm, I'm into it. I Again, coming from someone who doesn't watch anime, I like these stories... I'm very interested in Hector uh, and Isaac more than anything uh, in the entire show, to be honest, because I, I honestly, Isaac, because his journey from, you know, He's, being treated like absolute human garbage yeah. to where he was now. And then the part where Dracula leaves him in the desert because he's protecting him, essentially, is it's almost gut wrenching to watch how Isaac feels about Dracula again, turning that coin. And making you see this from a completely different angle and be like, all right, maybe he's not the bad guy, quote unquote. Right. You know, there's something else to this whole thing. Now, to me, Carmilla straight up is a villain. Right. Through and through. Bitch. She's like so. Bitch. At first, you're like, oh, she's kind of hot. And then you're like, oh, my God, she is awful. (laughs) I love the way she talks to Goodbrand, though, like uh, just telling him uh, like. Basically, all he wants to do is eat and fuck. Yeah. He reminds me of the the vampire version of Robert Baratheon. Oh, my God. (laughs) Who, in turn, reminds me of Wayne. Uh, Fair. (laughs) I will say. I don't even know. So, like, if I'm thinking vampire animes, I think you've never heard of this. But a show called Helsing. I've heard of it. Okay. So, to me, that's like an anime. This, I don't know. Just it feels more just like in the animated series. Like, it, like it doesn't hit me as an anime. Maybe th- other people do. No, but most but- people say it's anime. Like everyone, as you say, that is an anime. But what I'm told is, is that is a style of anime that is not so like chibi. Is probably the best word I could use. Paul, okay, yes. Paul and Nate tell me this a lot because they have literally have a show on Rare Drop dedicated to anime. If you've never heard it, it's called Studio Blank. Go look it up um but uh they tell me all the time you know if you like this style you should watch these because either the same studio did it or it's in the same vein but if i look at that and then i look at visions my favorite episodes of visions were the elder and the duel 
mm-hmm. which are almost very much in line very with similar. The, yeah, yeah, especially the Elder. Right. Um, the duel was more that mixed with a, but even that is still a little probably more chibi than what this is. The elder probably the elder is, but not not the not the duel. The duel was like straight up fifties samurai. I agree, Kurosawa, um, style. But this to me, I could watch more shows like this as long as the plot is good. That's Mm -hmm. it. You know, I need a good plot to stay interested. And this has that. Yeah, yeah. Again, my wife will always look at me. She's like, why do you watch like cartoons? I'm like, they're not for kids anymore. Mm. We're way. It's a cheaper way to make a, a good story at the end yeah. of the day. It's actually what's funny is it's a cheaper way, but it's more work. Because you have less people creating this animated story that takes a lot of time um, than a full film crew. So the yeah. budget is less, too. But uh, yeah, animation I would like to explore it more um, one by one. I need to start watching more. So I've watched a very limited amount of the Batman animated series. I need to watch more of the Batman animated series. It's on HBO Max. um, Oh, I know. And I highly recommend it. It is it is it is why I got interested in superheroes when I was a kid because of that show. That show means so much to me, even as a nerd. It's why I started buying Batman comics, you know, that show too you've played the arkham games but that show was the natural evolution from being a kid watching that show to the arkham games where the voices are the same exact people but you're in this much darker much grittier environment Mm -hmm. um but it's familiar to you to hear the joker be voiced by mark hamill and to Mm -hmm. hear kevin conroy who by the way i got to meet at comic-con one year and is a phenomenally nice guy oh cool yeah i i literally said to mr connor and audrey was with me my daughter and she loves that show too she found out we had hbo max and she's like give me the password she goes give me the password and i'm like okay here it is four days later we're talking there's like 80 something episodes of that show i'm like what are you up to in animated series i'm done Oh, no, no. I'm done. That. I watched the whole thing. I'm on to the next one. She's like, I'll watch it again in a couple months. Like, that's what I did to her. She would just sit on my lap at six, seven years old. And that's a very dark cartoon. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you could watch it with Gray. He'd be fine. Right. But it's there's some dark parts of it. That you're going to be like, oh, that's intense. Oh, my God. Um, but, uh, you know, she grew up. So we met Kevin Conroy at, at Comic-Con. And I was like, Mr. Conroy, I would just like you to know that, you know, your work in Batman the Animated Series inspired me to do so many other cool things. Uh, and you're an inspiration. I said, I hope you voice Batman for years to come. And I said, a proof that it works, you know, at the time she's like 14, I think I was like my 14 year old daughter also, uh, you know, loves you, loves you. She took a picture with him. And then, um, he says, so you both like, uh, Batman, the animated series. And she's like, yeah, my dad used to watch it with me when I was a kid. And then, uh, he did a line in front of her for her as Batman that's awesome. Yeah, he was like, I am the knight. I am vengeance. That's and awesome. Audrey was like, ah! <laughs> That's really cool, man. So, you know, even knowing that he's into And Mark Hamill loves it, too. You ever see him at Comic-Con when people ask him to do it? No. He'll be on a freaking Dude. Star Wars panel, and people start talking about it. It says a lot about the person. A lot, a lot about the guy that he he's goes, willing to do that. He goes into this body motion, Mike, when he goes into Joker. I'll show you some other clips. But he literally folds his body up and his hands go like this. 
and he just goes for it. When he does the laugh, he throws his head back and he's like, ah, <laughs> and he's like, goes into this character. It's wild. Oh my God. It's so cool. I'll show you some videos later, but that show means the world to me. That says a whole lot about that guy. Kevin Conroy? About both of them, both him and Mark Hamill. Yeah. That especially Mark Hamill, being, being willing on a Star Wars panel, and I'm sure asked hundreds of thousands of times for lines like that or yeah. for bits to just break it out. He read before the animated movie came out. I think it actually inspired them to make the animated movie. You know, the killing joke. Mm -hmm. um, the monologue at the end of killing joke is considered one of the best monologues in comic book history where the Joker explains to Batman, you know, the world isn't it's part Bats. of where it's part of where Heath drew the inspiration for how he would treat Batman and like mess with his head. Because the Joker goes into this whole thing about how society is, you know, fucked up. And basically, he's a reflection of it. That's that's the TLDR. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, the whole part where he's like, uh, and everybody loses their mind. The convoy of soldiers. Right. That's from that. Oh. Um, and that's that's where you go. like, Huh. It's, yeah. Mm -hmm. mm, that's well, kind of true. And that's well, annoying that he's right. Well, anyway, uh, at Comic-Con once he read that and he from the comic as the monologue they might have been workshopping it or in process of producing that's it cool. but no one knew it was coming and then years later it would come with him voicing it that's crazy but he read it at comic-con as the joker and it's creepy speaking of joker batman interactions oh yeah i showed you the justice league cut the last yeah so i and i still haven't seen snyder cut um, Snyder Cut is great it's just going to enhance the story that you already know and Cyborg gets his due like okay. time on screen um, still upset though that I won't get the movie I want from that movie no you won't that I don't think HBO is going to fund it which is fucking stupid that's the movie everybody wants they're now too invested in this Pattinson push oh everybody wants that movie which also that one looks good, but I also want what you. I'd I'd rather have both. Uh, that's what. Like you, you're not. You don't have what. The interaction. You don't have what Marvel has. Like no, no, no. Split they, it up. Make different. Make different Earths. Different movies. Like you don't have. You failed miserably at what Marvel did. And they have. They have. Time and time again, they've failed. And they keep. Or they, or they just keep remaking the same damn movie, over and over and over and over again. And it's not good. No, it has good parts. But it's not it's not in totality. It's not good. But man, that interaction at the end of the movie. You look at the YouTube comments. I want to see what follows that. The YouTube comments tell that entire story of how good Jared Leto could have been mm -hmm. with the right creative direction and with with Zack Snyder in charge. Wait, who, of it. Who, 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 who directed uh, Suicide Squad one? David Ayers, but it was chopped up by Warner Brothers. He said there's another 30 minutes of Joker footage that never made it into the movie. <sighs> and everyone now wants the Ayers cut of Suicide Squad. But it was his direction to take Joker in the tattoo. I think it was a collaborative effort. And I also don't mind that version of Joker. I know a lot of people hate it. I don't hate it, but it just doesn't feel like Joker to me. But what if it did with another 30 minutes of being able to get to know that I Joker? I totally would accept it. I see my my philosophy on that is I have more faith in Jared Leto's ability to sell it to me than I do in the okay, idea that a Joker with the word damage tattooed on their face is a bad version of the Joker. Just like I don't think we've ever had a bad version of the Joker. I hate the Joker movie. Hate. 
I think it's one of the worst written films of all time. But Joaquin Phoenix does a phenomenal job with a shitty story and plays the part well. But the movie itself is horrendous. Why? Terrible writing. Gotham is just it's just another crappy city in America. Nothing that makes it Gotham is in that movie. Not a single thing. Bruce Wayne being this antagonistic asshole with no backstory. Or I'm sorry, not Bruce. Uh, Thomas Wayne. This antagonist makes zero sense to me. Like, why? Tell me more. Yes, there's versions of 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 that story where Thomas Wayne is a part of the mob and the whole Batman mythos that you're used to is shattered. Oh, but give me context and backstory because not everyone's as deep into the comics as me or into the game. It happened in the Telltale game, too. So. Given all of that context, I think they did a shitty job. The whole thing with him laughing with the, the he's got a, a condition that makes him laugh. No, like that takes away from the whole psychosis of it. Right. The problem is, is that he finds terrible things funny and that it's unpredictable. One of the greatest things anyone's ever said about the Joker is that psychology of Batman. That I, Remember I said that, that was you, great. Watch the whole thing. Do you remember what that professor from UCLA said? He said the scariest thing about the Joker is the unpredictability. You don't know what the punchline he's is. He's either going whether to. Whether it's serious or not. Right. He's either going to hand you a bouquet of flowers or that flower on his jacket is filled with acid. And the problem is, is that you don't know. And Batman doesn't know because there's no linear path to understanding what he's going to do next, which is what right. makes him dangerous. And that you take a, you take some of that away when you make his laughing a, a medical condition. So, OK, overall, Fair. I just think the story was terribly written. I think it has some good scenes. I think Joaquin Phoenix knocks it out of the park because the guy's a phenomenal actor. But I think the director and the writing team did a did an ass shit job. I think that movie, this is my personal opinion and, and theory. I think that movie was written as something else. And then they were like, what if we made this the Joker and just put the Batman mythos and the Joker into it? Really? Yep. Didn't that but didn't that movie get attacked hard by the media? The media hated it because it it borderline glorified, you know, the clown prince of crime. Um, And then, you know, the outcasts of society, the people that identified with him um, defended it ruthlessly because they felt seen in that sense. I also don't like the idea of, of glorify. I don't mind a backstory. I don't like the idea of glorifying a villain and the ending does that a little bit. Cause this is a guy that murders without remorse, reason, remorse. He thinks it's funny sometimes, right? You know, this is the guy that beat Robin to death with a crowbar in a warehouse in the middle of Europe. This right. is the guy that, that shoots Barbara Gordon in the back and paralyzes her. But so many other stories, uh, do the same thing. I mean, not to, to I mean, to a lesser degree, you could argue to saw stories, glorify the killings like, to teach a lesson. I don't like those movies. The first one's OK, but it, yeah, but it didn't. I mean, quality of cinema versus sorry. storytelling. The story is, you know, while he has cancer and people take their life for granted and he's teaching them a lesson and it's their choice to die by his contraptions. I can, I can go with you on this. Saw is a new IP made only for movies and doesn't have. You know, at this point, 80 years of storytelling behind it. That's fair. But if you're but I'm talking media, media attack or the attack on the film because it may glorify a bad person doing bad things has been done before to a yeah. much less hated degree. Like, I don't remember, you know, moms on Fox or whatever coming out and 
in an uproar about Saw. I mean, also, do you? I, I could give you that one why it's because the Joker is a recognizable character to kids. Okay, that's fair. Okay. Saw is not. Okay. Your son, if you showed him a picture, knows who the Joker is. Yes, you're absolutely right. My son does too. You're absolutely right. Never in a million years would I let him watch any of the movies. Well, when he gets older, but not now. But he can watch the cartoons and, you know, read the comics that I approve. Yeah, that's true. That's absolutely right. So, you know, you yeah. have to take that into consideration, which is why Disney's so careful with like Maleficent and Cruella. Cruella is a good movie. Uh, I. I enjoyed that movie. Apparently, Rob thinks it was meh. Uh, don't listen to Rob. I thought it was a solid movie. So it, I went in with like completely neutral expectations. Yeah. Com like whatever. Like okay, whatever. I I was like, wow, that was way better than I expected it to be. Cruella to me was Maleficent threw me for a loop because Maleficent is just straight up evil in the cartoons, and then they really tried to make her misunderstood. Right. Cruella was more I misunderstood, but I'm still going to be bad. I loved it. Yeah. Which I was OK with because at the end, you know, it, it kind of reconciled the character mm -hmm. going forward and it made it familiar. Yeah. Um, uh, which I I don't know. I was more OK with Maleficent ended with both of them end with, you know, oh, she's just misunderstood. She really right. is a good guy. There's actually a heart of gold in there. Yeah. You know, but Cruella was like, I'm still going to be bad. Right. Like society I, wronged me, but I'm still going to be bad. I thought it was great. The The cast was awesome. They did reconcile the, the, the dog thing with her, though. Like she didn't actually want to kill the dog. Yes. They reconciled yeah. that, which I thought was kind of funny, but it's 2021. So they at had least to, they, tu they, they, they they touched on it. Um, you know what else we didn't talk about? Um, Suicide Squad 2. Oh, we can talk about that. We got time. I, 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 we completely forgot touch base. I fucking hate Weasel. Weasel is the main. I hate Weasel. Weasel is the only reason. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Weasel was incredible. How did you hate Weasel? I hate Weasel. I hate everything about the way he moves and the sounds he makes. And I, I you did not crack up laughing when he jumped out of that helicopter. I did because he died. And then at the end, he didn't. And I was like, no. And Waller no. is like, did anyone check if he could swim? Danielle and I were laughing it was so hard. So good. And to me, I was like, oh, because she wanted him to die to begin with. Right. In my mind, it's like, no, no one asked. And we were all secretly hoping he couldn't. The fact so that James would Gunn die. killed off half of the cast that he advertised to be in the movie so within the first good. five minutes. So good. Genius. So good. Nathan Fillion, gone. What's his name from SNL? Gone. Which was also... So good. I love as soon as he walks out, he betrayed him right to the right between the eyes. Gone. It was it was James he, Gunn again. And it made it even better as they're walking through and selecting all the members. Or no, when they go through and they introduced the actual team one. Yeah. Um, and you see Pete come out and he's got the fucking toilet paper and he drops it off. He's like, Oh yeah, here you go, boss. That <laughs> walks away. Uh, in my mind, like, yeah, she handpicked all of these people because she wanted them all to die. Yep. And the fact that Weasel survived. And James Gunn already said there will be more Weasel in the future. No! Because he's done with Guardian. I think either, I, I've been seeing articles, I haven't clicked on any. Either Guardians 3 is canceled. No. Or Guardians no, 3 no, is the no. end because Dave Batista doesn't want to be Drax anymore. That's fine. Guardians 3 being the end, I'm okay with. But I'm so excited for Guardians 3. 
Yeah, I don't know. If I was... love one and two. Here, like, let me look it up dear, while we're talking. Like, I love one and two. I just saw two earlier this year, and I loved one. And two is two is better than one, in my opinion. I love those movies, man. Guardians of the Galaxy three. I'm a weasel hater. I can't. I, Pete and I loved Weasel. It was hilarious. He was hilarious. May fifth, twenty twenty three. But I wanted him. I wanted him dead. And when he died, it was fantastic and then they brought him back oh no they canceled the they they were uh they canceled the series i guess they were gonna do a tv series well like a disney plus series maybe i don't know that got canceled are you gonna play the game but yes next month but the cinema is the the three is on for 2023 may okay okay um yeah the game looks phenomenal too dude john cena as peacemaker him and Idris Elba stole the movie. The, their rivalry as they're going through the... When they kill the camp that dude, you find out was all friendlies. Dude! I was dying laughing. Dude, he goes, didn't die, doesn't count. Concussion? Some blah, blah, blah. Or how he, de- he describes himself exactly like... <laughs> I do it better. <laughs> That was to me. That was finally John Cena showing how good of an actor he, he is. He says something about bragging or something like that, and he goes, "Yeah, unless it's dope as fuck." <laughs> and I just Albert turns around and he goes, "Fuck," because he knows he's right. <laughs> what is is it? Black? What's his name? Blackguard? Who? Idris Elba. Bloodsport. But yeah, Blackguard was Pete Davidson. Um, the fact that Sylvester Stallone is King Shark too. <laughs> I loved King Shark. He was when amazing. he starts to eat, what's her face? The rat chick. Why can't I think of her Rat Catcher 2. Yes. <laughs> rat Catcher 2. He's starting to eat her. Hungry. Did you see who played her dad in the flashback? I couldn't put a name to it. Was it was Taika Waititi. Oh, my God, it was. It was Taika Waititi. It was. I didn't catch it either. We've been talking about Flight of the Concords a lot this week. I mean, Ty- if Tim and I have said it a million times. Taika is probably the luckiest man in entertainment right now. He's in Marvel, DC, Star Wars. And then he has uh, What We Do in the Shadows. He really is. Man. He's hitting it he on. Really he's just is. doing it. It's hidden in plain sight, making all the money. And, in, and everything. He was like going on random podcasts while we were in lockdown, like, podcast without numbers like he was just like yeah i'll be on your show whatever i don't care that's incredible think about how much he's, he's on my in. list he's I, like i want to have a drink with that guy just one drink he's he's the just man. chat for a few minutes he seems legit but yeah he's uh he's i love him he's great but yeah uh i liked rat catcher too i thought she was fun she was good polka dot man was absolutely hilarious yep and his death was amazing every time working his mother into it and then so good star me at the end i um i almost feel like they wasted what's what's that starro i feel like they wasted starro there i was referring to the, like the pokemon oh yeah yeah, yeah. start star, whatever no, but star. that reminded me of starro as the villain i was starro to me is so powerful in the dc universe like he controls superman numerous times um with his little guys and Harley just jumped inside his big fat eye. I thought that was going to be the end of it. I didn't realize she would be like in the eye swimming, which was great too. Um, but no, with Starro, I almost feel like that wasn't the place to use him because he is so powerful. Yeah, I could see that. You know, that'd be more of a Superman. 
I could see that. I want to know how this will, or if this had any influence on the game that's coming. The really the Suicide Squad game because the setting looked pretty similar, except for the fact that it seems we're fighting Superman in that. Hmm. Hmm. Also, they killed Captain Boomerang. We forgot about that. They literally brought him back from the first movie, and he had the little Terminator thumb. Oh no, no, no! Was it him with his boomerang, or was it a Terminator thumbs up? I think it was the thumbs up. So that's there. There's a fucking Easter egg right there. Uh, but the fact that they brought back the actor, and you're like, oh, I didn't know he was going to be in this. That's dead. awesome too. Dead. It's like you damn dead. geniuses. Damn. So do you pay like Pete Davidson and Nathan Fillion less because they're only in it for five minutes? <laughs> yeah, Even though you I would bu- assume. Like they're billed as being in the movie. I know. Like, the marketing. John Cena, Idris Elba, Pete Davidson. So good. So good. And they're dead within five minutes. So good. Were we, ta- was, were we talking also, about? James Gunn, Soundtrack. 10 again, of 10. 10. Yes. Again. Batman in music, just he gets it. Was it were we talking about the timelines? For what? With Harley Quinn and where it picks up and where You were asking about it based on what the possible future at the end of the Snyder Cut? Yes. Oh, that's what it was. Yes, because he has a SWAT vest on at the end of Snyder Cut. Right. And when he breaks Harley out, uh, for one, he's goes in Gotham PD. SWAT, I, right. I think I think it was SWAT. Right. Well, so does that occur right after? No, this is so that is a possible future that the Flash sees. And and Suicide Squad 2 takes place after Birds of Prey. Correct or no? No, in between. In, in between. Because she says how she's moving on, which is why she has sex that's with the right, one guy. Because she's, yes, that's right. Yeah, she's talking about so, so Birds she of Prey about is in between them. Picking wrong guys and shit. Yes. Right. So he's out of the picture already. Yes. In Snyder Cut, because Joker brings up Robin and killing him, you know, he's like, when you send a boy wonder to do a man's job. <laughs> so fucked up. Uh, then Batman brings up holding Harley while she's dying and promising to Harley that he's going to kill him. Uh, is your wife looking at Yes, that's yes, that's what you think it is. <laughs> She does that all day, huh? All day, dude. No matter where you just... This is my life. <laughs> if you're listening to this, I love you. Don't ever change. Does she listen? I know yeah. she used to. Yeah, she does. <laughs> I love it. Yep. I love it. I love it. Uh, but yeah, that's that's what you're thinking. He has the SWAT vest, which matches the, the one. Right, that, that is in the same vein, right? The time, the time, Probably time some thinking. sort of correlation there. But if you go, if it is the same timeline, give or take... Um, then this would be the distant future okay. because the whole point of that future is Lois is the in Snyder's world. Lois is the key to Superman not losing it mm-hmm. and being um a monster. So as long becoming as Lo- what everyone fears he could be, right? Which is Batman's whole point throughout Batman versus right. Superman through Justice League is like, and that's why you haven't seen it, but like even Marvin Manhunter. Mar- Marvin Martian Manhunter, not Marvin Martian from <laughs> Marvin Tunes. the Martian. <laughs> Martian Manhunter comes in, and you know everyone is basically like Lois is the key. Like Lois can't die, and if that's why um, Batman is so adamant about keeping Lois alive because he knows that that'll keep Superman on his side, keeps him stable. So that future that you see in those movies 
is Lois is dead and Superman decides to be the dictator and take over the world exactly what Batman feared. So that's what that future is. And even like you have you didn't see them. They're in that scene. Deathstroke is with them. Um, I think her name's Hera. I never remember her name. Aquaman's lady friend. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. Played by Johnny Depp's uh, Heard, Amber Heard. Yeah, I, f- I forget. I forget her name, but she's there. Deathstroke, Joker, Batman, and I think Flash is there too. Oh, um, so and you got excited uh, when I told you that um, Michael Keaton's playing Batman in the new oh. Flash movie. I Michael Keaton is probably my favorite Batman. He's the one who got both both sides of Batman perfect. He I well, I am a big Michael Keaton fan. Well, Tracy, I'll, I'll put that out. There. You have Adam West in the '60s, mm-hmm. which that you can't even compare that. It's not fair. Iconic. It's, it's just Adam West, and it was very campy, right? You know, the bat phone. You can't compare blinking you, red and all that shark, stuff. Shark repellent. And God, that's so good. You can't. You can't compare. It's wham, pow, slap, exactly, boom. It, um, then you have Michael Keaton, who, in my opinion, nails the dichotomy of Batman and Bruce Wayne perfectly. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Then you have uh, who plays him next? Val Kilmer. Yes. Great Batman. Terrible Bruce Wayne. Then George Clooney. Decent Bruce Wayne. Terrible Batman. Then Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Uh, excellent Bruce Wayne. Good Batman. Hate as long as he doesn't talk. Hate the voice. Yeah. So bad. Swear to me. Where are the other drugs? <laughs> it's what I do. That defines me. <laughs> uh, and then we had Ben Affleck. Decent Bruce Wayne, decent Batman. I can't Please don't I'm use the stupid voice it. modulator. It drives me nuts. All right. When he's like, I got to see it. I got to see it. You haven't seen any of those? No. Oh, Christian Bale is the last one I've seen. See, I want you to see it for the sake of seeing it, but. Like Batman versus Superman, you can watch the director's cut. It's not a good movie. That's and that's what it's like. Nah, it sucked. It has good parts. I'm gonna skip it. And it's good backstory for other stuff. And then the same thing with Justice League, the one that's cut up. I wouldn't even bother watching. I would just watch Justice League. I was so on the fence about, and it was one of those movies where I was like, uh, I need to watch this because it's Justice League. But every again, it was like, nah, fucking, fucking. You seen Wonder Woman? Yes. Okay, watch Wonder Woman first. Watch Aquaman first. Saw Wonder Woman. Started to watch 1984. Didn't finish 1984. 1984 doesn't matter in that context because it does take place place in the past. So Justice League was like, I'm going to put on the back burner, fully intending to watch it later when it comes out somewhere and I see it on Netflix or whatever. Just watch the Snyder Cut. And it just never did. It's just better. And like I said, they, they shaft Cyborg hard in the WB Cut. Okay. Uh, and he's much more fleshed out as a character in the 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 Snyder cut. All right. Um, even Aquaman has some more, and that'll cover it. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, saw I'm, Aquaman. Saw there. There's um, but you have to watch Batman versus Superman before you watch Justice League because there's direct correlations in the story and how it progresses. Okay, so before I watch Justice League, watch- you have to watch Batman versus Superman. All right, watch the director's cut. All right, it's 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 a slog. There's some cool stuff in it. Uh, there's some good nods to the comic of when they battle in the comic. Okay. Um, but 
if you'll if you're interested in those characters well, i'm sitting here trying to watching. piece timelines together so it's all going to be disjointed it's not going to be this linear path plus you know the villains doomsdays in uh batman versus superman mm-hmm. and then justice league is dark side and steppenwolf and thank god the reason i tell you not to watch the wb cut is because dark side is like an easter egg he's not even a character and in snyder cut he's actually in it which makes everything make more sense man they also redo steppenwolf and not make him like a little pansy and make him into an actual villain like he's supposed to be uh so so that's good and um I heard that the Snyder cut, the Flash stuff leads into the Flash movie that's coming out soon. Okay. There's like more context to that movie. Okay. So, um, yeah, it's it's worth watching. You can watch it in four. It's broken up into four parts. Oh, they did? Yeah. So you can like watch part one and then stop and then watch part two. And then you don't have okay. to sit for four and a half hours and watch all the right. whole thing. Uh, Danielle and I watched, sat in two sittings. We watched it. Oh. So it was like two hours each. That makes it easy. Yeah. Yeah. It's way more digestible. And they'll it flashes on the screen. It's like part one. This. That's easy. So when it goes to part two, you're like, all right, I'll come back. Um, felt more like a like a mini series. Uh, and since you're seeing it for the first time, you have nothing to compare it to. It'll feel even more like a mini series. So highly Good. recommend. Um, that's going to do it for this episode. Extra long <laughs> one. You're welcome. Uh, even though we took five weeks off. Um, next week. I would like to try and record next week. Next week, tune in for Kevin's assessment of Harry Potter. Oh, it's it's just gonna make me do this. Huh? <laughs> I guess Halloween. It would make sense for uh, me to finally finish. My problem is watching it without someone who hasn't seen the movies because I have lost all context from the ones I've already watched. I will watch one through eight, stop or end it, and immediately want to start again. Okay. I've done I probably I've watched the Maybe entire I should series just start with the ones want like watch them all again or you stopped at Deathly Hollows, right I have not watched the Deathly Hollows. all right one. we can watch the Deathly Hollows once you know the ending and you're like okay this is definitely a better movie than I, I don't film. know the ending I is that like amazing right. that no one's ever no, but it, I mean me? you're like, you, it, like there's a there's a there's a conclusion right it's like those movies it gets darker as it progresses. And right? then you can watch better. Fantastic Beasts or it's just not even, they're not even related. I've seen all the Fantastic Beasts. It's, I, I wouldn't even consider, if you want to watch them. Is it just fun world building? Be sure. Not even? No, I mean, there there is. Isn't it about Dumbledore when he's younger? Yes, like there's, but it it's completely, you of no consequence. Like you could. I say this, someone's probably going to freak out because I'm missing some fucking detail. How dare you, you see the right. ones that Dumbledore used in scene six of the movie? Exactly. Here? Like that. If you want to watch it, it's a different, it feels like a different take on it. But it's the same universe. It's, same universe. It's the Hogwarts. Right. Same universe. universe. But I like that stuff. I like when you can add context to a universe mm-hmm. of information and stories that. It's great. I like it. I wish I would get more. That's why it's why I'm excited for the Lord of the Rings Amazon series because it's going to tell a whole different story that people are not if used to with new characters. Ever get it? September next year. If we ever get it, September 22nd next year. I don't know. Amazon's been canceling Lord of the Rings shit left and right. So no, you know they already ordered seasons two and three. <laughs> okay, and this Good. season is like the most expensive television show ever. Okay, so yeah, I'm down for next week. 
Cool, cool, cool. Well, yeah. uh, we might be able to sneak one in before you start work this weekend. Yes. So we'll talk and see. But if not, we'll record one next week. And you will probably hear this at the end of this week, which is the beginning of October, which means that all of this conversation was timed perfectly to start off your scary season. Thank you for listening to Old Fashioned Podcast. Make sure to head over to raredrop.co to listen to old episodes of this and other podcasts on the network. Make sure you get that merch at highscoretees.com. And also that King's Coast Coffee. You have a good weekend. And... I almost said may the force be with you because that's what I say at the end of Star Wars and Scotch. Maybe we need like a sign off on this. Uh, may, 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 may Leatherface visit you. FYOF. Yes.